0: David, my husband says you can either be right or you can be happily married. So uh,
1: (laughs) I I found a way to do both.
2: (laughs) For those of you interested, David is starting his own podcast called (laughs) I Love David.
3: Starring David. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: (laughs) Uh, She's my biggest fan. I am.
3: You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy step family coaching team, Lori and David Sims.
2: Talk to me, David. Talk to me.
1: Hey, honey.
2: Hi. Mm-hmm.
1: So we have a special guest on this episode. We always have special guests. Well, Yeah, for now, times it might be just you and I, and then I'll be the special guest. But before we dive into that, (sighs) I want to remind everybody that we have a contest going on. We are trying to get a thousand reviews on the podcast. Yes, I said a thousand. One zero zero zero. That's it. Stop. (laughs) Zero
2: zero zero. Yeah, three zeros.
1: (laughs) So to do that, we need the help of the listeners. The awesome listeners, we need your help. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to go to com slash reviews, and all the information will be there about how to leave the review and submit that to us. And we're going to draw three people to win some stuff, and all that will be on that page. So just go check it out.
2: Well, but I want to tell them one more time what they would win, because I think okay, we did pretty okay. good with
1: that. You tell them. Go ahead. We will have three winners. They're all winners.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we will have three winners. <laughs> one will win a three-month membership to the Academy, Mm -hmm. one will win a six-month membership to the Academy, and one will win a one-year membership to the Nacho Kids Academy. Wow. So there you go. And just think, being a member of the Academy means that you can talk to me or David or both of us
1: every day. (laughs) Yeah. That is true. I'm excited. But yeah. And we get to help you like intimately down dirty help you like mm-hmm. we peel back the weeds and they, I mean like I helped I helped one of the people in the academy today and the level of detail that we can get in with somebody in the academy there's just, there's no other way we can do it
2: right and they don't have to worry about the safety issues that are on Facebook nope oh I've got something else that I want to bring up before I forget okay in August we are going to do the Nacho Kids Boot Camp in the Nacho Kids Academy Great. Yes. Get in before August. 31 days of nachoing. Wow. Yeah. I like it when we do that because it keeps everybody involved on a daily basis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people need it because I think if you don't push people to keep going and keep doing and keep getting better and keep, you know, analyzing themselves and their situations, a lot of times they just get complacent with it. So, anyway, good stuff.
2: And yes, it includes the weekends, but it's not, it would take maybe 15, 20 minutes of your time every day. Mm -hmm. And it's worth it. It's awesome. Cool.
1: Can't wait.
2: Okay. Let's talk about our guest.
1: All right. So our guest, Christy Carpenter.
2: I'm proud of you, David. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. I'll pat myself on the back. Yeah, because I'm not coming over there. (laughs) Christy has been a stepmom for about 15 years. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Her husband, her first husband passed away. Mm -hmm. So when she married Dan.
1: Dan the man. Dan
2: the man, her current husband. She was a widow. And his kids were a little older—a twenty-year-old that had a baby, Mm -hmm. so she became a grandma too.
1: So, all right. So, what is it about Dan that's kind of, you know, jaw-dropping a little bit? That adds a little bit of a twist. Yeah. You tell him, David. All right. So, so Christy, sweet little Christy,
2: she's wife number four, and she's there to stay. Dan has ended this whatever
1: this reign of terror with Christy. I think Christy put it into that. <laughs> Christy put an end to it into it. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. She's but, in. So, as you listeners know, I will ask probing questions. <laughs> so, I had some eye rolls from Lori and some jeers like, why are you asking that? <laughs> I don't think I said that, but I looked that way. No, you didn't say that, but you looked at me like that. That oh, was okay. the bubble that popped up yeah, above it's like, my I hand. can't believe you just asked that. I'm like, look, it's an interview. Yeah, you and I guess always, they could
2: always say, I don't want to answer that. Please edit this part out. Yeah,
1: they can. Yeah. But they tend to just keep going. And it's some funny stuff, I think.
2: <laughs> of course, because it's not you. <laughs> okay, so Christy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Dan is awesome now that he has Christy. Yep. She is, she is the creator of the Blended Family Mom. Dot com. Yes, dot com.
1: <laughs> And she's written two devotionals. Yeah, she's got two books under her belt and she does coaching and her husband helps out and got all kinds of stuff going on. He
2: helps out when he's not working one of the 14 jobs to help (laughs) her do this. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yep. You're about ready to get into this one? Let's take a listen. All right. Well, before we do that, here's a word from our sponsor
3: There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step-family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit Nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step-parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's Nachokidsacademy.com. Today, we have
2: Christy Carpenter as our guest. Hey, Christy
0: hello to all <laughs>
2: <laughs> how are you doing today
0: we are doing um as you know the stepmom life some days are better than others it's just reality so but no we're i'm doing pretty good and i'm really glad to be here with you guys
2: well, we're glad you could make it yep. thank you tell us a little bit about your personal blend how long you've been married and the stepkids ages when you got married and Oh, gosh. All that happy stuff. I hope I can remember all that.
0: Um, I met Dan in two thousand, uh, 2003, and we uh, he moved to Abilene, little town in Abilene, Texas. And uh, we dated for a bit. And then uh, later that year, he figured he better – he found a good thing. He better put a ring on it. So, uh <laughs> It, so I I had come from a place of um, my first husband had died, so I had a um, eight year old and five year old, and so I figured I raised them, you know, and have been a widow for seven years, um, had gone through maintaining my own home, finishing a college degree, and um, was in women's ministry, and so I figured I'd been through a lot. And so, becoming a stepmom was probably going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> 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 and so, uh, we married. We uh, all moved in. I think the day before the day after we got married, and then uh, Dan was in the air force, and he left the next week for officers' camp for six weeks. Oh gosh. But let me tell you, that old boy's pretty smart. He handed me a couple of grand in cash and said, hey, why don't you re- decorate the house or do whatever you need? And so, um, yeah, he knew it was going to be tough. So he thought, well, if she has money, it'll keep her busy. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, but his his oldest, his daughter was 20 with a baby and one on the way. There had been some problems. And so he kind of swooped her uh, back under his wing and so and then his son was 16 and he is autistic he has Asperger's syndrome and then my kids were um, well Jaya, my daughter was about 15 16 and my son uh, was 12 so um, yeah it was I was excited to be married um, and just make this man and my marriage a priority. And I was Dan's fourth wife. so he was he went into our marriage just wondering how long this one would last. So a lot of different <laughs> dynamics.
2: You can't blame him there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. So yeah, you can looking back, you can go, I now know why you did what you did or said what you said. So, but that's kind of the beginning. Um, shortly after that, it's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, my husband said, you need to find a counselor. And so, you know what? That's so many people are so afraid of failure or admitting failure. And it's like, oh, I can figure it out myself. But you know what? A counselor can be an amazing tool. Uh, for you to figure out a little bit of life so um but that really i credit my counselor to the blended family mom so um she started me on that path
2: your counselor did
0: oh yeah she told me start journaling she said when something happens i want you to write about it um because i want you to write your feelings and your perceptions and um you know your opinions, and then at some point, I want you to be able to share that with Dan. And so I started doing that. And the crazy thing is, the more I started writing, um, it's like God would give me a light bulb moment and say, "Ding! Guess what? Um, there's a scripture that follows that, and if you would have done this, it would have gone better." Or it was just incredible how every little journal entry just was a moment of after I put everything on paper, I would have that, yeah, just the light light bulb moment. And so that became the first uh blended mom book, the blended family mom, yeah, devotional book. So it's it's really strange how all that happens.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Now you just you just brought up the blended Family Mom. So for the people that don't know you and, and are listening, what What is that that you're talking about, The Blended Family Mom, and then the book you wrote?
0: Um, well, The Blended, uh, you know, when you get together with all the different peoples on all the different shapes and sizes and uh, struggles, like I say, when you're blending, you know, when I married Dan, I became a grandma, too, that same day, and it's like, what? Mm. <laughs> so, you really are uh, putting a whole mix in a blender and just trying to figure it out. So, I don't know. That's just, um, I didn't want to be a stepmom. I don't, it's like I always think about the step, but it's like I'm more than just a step. There's more to it. And so the blended family mom just really resonated with me um, because, yeah, I am a mom and I am trying to blend and we are in this family and it's going to take all of us. So that's where that came from.
1: Okay. And so you created the website, blended TheBlendedFamilyMom.com. Right. And did did that come from, did you like start out uh, like blogging there, kind of taking your journaling online? Is that how that started?
0: Yeah, after, um, oh gosh, like I say, I've slept since then. But after, (laughs) either during or after the book, it's like we would post the blogs and and just start that on Facebook, the you know the blended family mom, then the website, and then Instagram came later, and I think we still tweet um Dan said, um, <laughs> even, um he posts my stuff he's my social uh media mogul manager or whatever, so he um uh, I create it and he posts it but uh so I think it's even on twitter, but um. So that's where all of that is. If y'all want to check that out.
1: So okay. Yeah, yeah it's funny how us men get dragged into doing a lot of these things. As yeah, I'm peering yeah. over at my wife.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm using your skills.
1: So let me tell you what Lori did to me a couple of years ago. Um, uh, so um so my day job is uh is IT and, I don't um, talk
2: about
1: and so uh <laughs> I come home one day and she goes. Um, hey, this, this friend of mine starting up this uh, ministry to help uh, kids. And I told him that you would build him a website. Oh,
2: <laughs> And it wow. wouldn't cost
1: him anything. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate that.
2: Now, I, now I, I have to defend myself a little bit. <laughs> no, you don't. Just I can <laughs> probably find the proof because I probably texted it <laughs> instead of just telling you. And it was probably more, hey, this guy that I know that was knew somebody I knew.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um is starting a ministry for disabled children. Right. And he's doing it on his like land and his at his house and stuff. And he really needed somebody to do their website. So I told him you might could do it.
1: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm that sure, sounds better, does I'm sure it? that's what you said.
2: That that but, sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that was it.
1: Yep. So, uh, but anyway, or I
2: or it was like this. I kind of volunteered you for something. I think.
1: Exa- <laughs> I think that's exactly what you said. But it's
2: been a blessing. <laughs> well, now,
0: Dave, I'm gonna have to say I look at it this way. Your wife truly, truly believes in your superpowers.
1: Okay, I that, do. That's a good way to look at I it. I do. He's awesome. <laughs>
0: There
2: you go. I want your husband your husband and you and me and David to get together. That would be fun. Yeah,
1: that way me and Dan can talk about all the work y'all dump on us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, okay. In 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 my defense though, whenever I post something myself, heaven forbid, on Blended Family Mom or Stepmom Survival Camp or whatever, um Dan usually finds an error in it and he's like if you'll just text it to me I'll edit it fix it up put a picture with it and post it so I'm like okay it's more work for you dude but I sent out his email today oh my gosh and I guess I didn't proof it he's like did you realize you had an error in there and it sounds dumb i like okay well it was only for six <laughs> women only six women <laughs>
2: Well, I, I'm kind of jealous because I have to post my own stuff. Oh, hell good. And it takes so long, doesn't it?
1: It does. Yeah. Well, I, I try to teach her because I do the heavy lifting. So I do like the, the back-end technology stuff. So I'm like, look, you can post stuff on social media. You don't need me for that.
2: Yeah, but I don't do Twitter or Instagram because, or, honestly, I don't have a clue how to use either one of them. And <laughs> I'm focused on the Nacho Kids Academy and Facebook. Right pretty much it right now on our podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah. And I'm not interested in the, the, you know, the, the backside of it. Like Dan, um, we use MailChimp to send out all the emails and he's like, Oh, did you realize we had a 26% open rate and click through rate? And I'm just like, <laughs> um, What's so, that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? So, but he gets really excited. He goes, "Yeah, the average is eighteen percent." We, uh, okay, babe, we're go team go. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, I have a feeling if we do meet, that you and I will have to go off somewhere so David and Dan can talk about all this, you know, statistics stuff. Because he'll do the same thing to me. He'll be like, "Look," duh, 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 and I'm like, "Okay,
1: yeah, yep. we'll, we'll nerd out on some numbers." <laughs>
2: yeah, nerd out on some numbers. Yeah, y'all yeah, would enjoy
1: that. So. <laughs> uh, so does, does Dan have any, uh, does he provide any content for the blended family mom? Um, or does she, he just do what he she does. Yeah, or is he, yeah. He just does the posting.
0: No. <laughs> does, yeah. Um, okay. I guess I'm going to throw him under the bus. But anyway, um, when <laughs> um, I first, after I had been doing the blended family mom thing for a while, and of course he does, he was posting and all of this. But when you're reading and editing and after years of hearing me talk to women, seeing my responses to women, um, he took it upon himself to answer a couple of women that had written in. And no, like, Dan, no. And so then he comes back to me later. He goes, Oh, you need to check this on Instagram or Facebook. He goes, um, asking more questions and I'm like, well I never answered the first one. You know? And it's like, oh well, I went ahead and did this because I knew that's what you say. And I'm like, Oh my God, Dan, <laughs> I need to take it from the beginning because I don't just answer questions. You've got to step inside this woman's world. So it's, you know, I don't want to just be a you know, a drive by of uh, yeah, I don't want to just be a drive by. I I feel like I've been given a gift to be able to listen to women. So, you know, That is a gift. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they've got a lot of words. You can tell I have some words, a lot of words sometimes too. But after that,
2: I forgot to apologize for my husband before we started. Please forgive me.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm you. I know. I know. Okay. (laughs) Oh, It's all good. But but yeah, he hasn't done that since then. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so what about the the stepmom survival camp uh tell us a little bit about that
0: well oh, this this all came i don't know if y'all know about uh a very amazing uh, couple megan casey Castan, and they have created this place that's very open and very real uh to do everything they can for marriages well megan created a Women's group called The Beautiful Mess. And I was a part of that. I helped uh, uh, be a page coach, and this was a Facebook thing, a closed Facebook group. And so there were weekly videos, and homework, and daily posts, and all sorts of stuff like that. And so women would register, be a part, and then for a certain period of weeks, they would work through you know, her format that she had. And so at one point in time, she had told me, uh, because we have gone to the Gottman Institute for some training seminars and such. um, And uh, she said, you know what, just take it and run with it. Just use, you know, just use it. So that's been years ago, but it's like, that would be incredible to be able to take topics that stepmoms really feel they're struggling with and address each one every week and then have daily guideposts in different areas to encourage and provoke uh thought and maybe promote change and so i've dragged i, dra- I drag my feet a lot but um My motto is I'm slow, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm like the turtle, but so now we're to a point where this will, our first camp will uh, start September 23rd. And I'm very excited to be able to uh, just offer this. And what it'll be is really for six weeks, these women are going to have someone Listening to them every day, watching for them every day, encouraging them every day, um, and then if they need a little help on the side extra, then I'm there for them as you know in that capacity as well for one-on-one Skype sessions or whatever. So um, I just yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about uh, how this has come about, and uh, oh, and I'm also nervous because you know you're birthing a baby here, and it's oh. Man, it's
2: really scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on that because we've been there.
1: Yeah. We, we birthed
2: our baby um, a year ago. Wow. Um, A year ago, September, actually, the Nacho Kids Academy. And it sounds very similar with one of the things that we do in the, in the Academy is I did like a 28-day um, change your thinking challenge uh-huh. to try to look at things, you know, in a more positive fashion and discuss uh, things that we can do when we start thinking negative. Right. And we we also did the boot camp. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're right. I like being able to help people more than just once a week because they need it every day, especially when they're struggling. They need somebody that they can call and say, hey, I got a question. And go, they are not your kids. <laughs> That's what, that's what Mr. Butler did when I called him back. I said, I got a question. He said, they are not your kids. I said, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. The
1: yeah. bad thing about it is, is he would tell her the same thing I was telling her, but she wouldn't listen to me.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm glad this is audio and not video because my eyes are rolling, folks.
0: Um, mine went there as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, what that's the that's crazy thing about relationships. For you men, if, if there's something that y'all need to change or something, I usually pray for God to send another man to speak to my husband about it. Because if I say it, he's going to be like, yeah, all right. So, and of course, if he tells me something, I'm going to listen and be a very submissive and humble wife. But anyway. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. I, I'm feeling some uh some distrust in that comment there. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I
2: mean we do the best we can, folks. Yeah. We do the best we can. No, I will
1: have to say that um over the over the last I don't know, I don't know if I can put a time frame on it. Maybe the last three years. Yeah,
2: because you've slept since then.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um <laughs> we we have at least I can speak for myself, and I think Lori too. But I'll let her speak for herself. But oh, thank we, you, David. I, I think that we've really gone on a journey that we didn't know we were going on for being able to um, have a deeper understanding uh, of yourself as well as who you're with, and so being able to kind of step outside of yourself, so to speak, and look at how how is what I'm doing affecting me and the other person, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, you you kind of get to a point where you do it without thinking because you get so used to it and you don't realize that you've developed this skill set of being able to do that that other people can't do yet because they just don't have that skill to be able to be self aware.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, um, as, well, there is a skill set, like, um, I kind of alluded to that earlier that when you're talking with someone or you're listening to someone, the first thing I try to do is hear the story, hear the backstory. Um, well, I, I think I told you earlier, I'm um, Dan's fourth wife. And so when every, every time we hit a big mountain or wall, or we fell, you know, big time into a ditch, his first response was, she's going to leave. She's going. to And, uh, you know, but, it's amazing when you start looking at the past and knowing that the environment and the situations, you know, they really shape us. Um, and so that was just a wonderful, oh gosh, I guess a gift that God gave me to say, you know what, Christy, this old boy is scared to pieces and he's mm-hmm. going to be really nice to you. And he's going to, you know, if something bad happens, he's going to want to, you know, avoid it like a plague. Um, because he doesn't want you to leave and so um, but I, I'm glad that I had that perspective but now like I say when I listen to people's stories I'm looking for that backstory, and that you know that is a great skill set to have so
3: mm-hmm.
1: so I, I bet when you guys like first met there were some interesting conversations because you had to have wanted to dive into why did these other three women not with you anymore <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a, um, somewhat, I'm a, I'm a realist optimist. And so, you know, um, Dan has, Dan said that he never left any, they all left. And then of course my mm-hmm. thought was, well, they were, well, they were running away from something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But, well, I know when, hey. when Lori and I, when we started uh, dating, I mean, we got, we both came out of a bad relationship and. You know, we both wanted to know what, well, you know, why, why, what happened and why, and what am I getting myself into?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, Dan was finally through, you know, through trust and time was able to really share with me about um, what was going on in all of the different marriages. And you know what? It just made sense to me. You know, the first one, he was in the Air Force and he was, he was really, you know, trying to move up the ladder. And yeah, when you're when you're focused on that, yeah, the family life can certainly suffer. You know, and mm-hmm. the second one, same thing with the Air Force, but he had you know, he was um stationed in Turkey and you're you know, you're gone for a year or a year and a half. You know, how can marriages sustain that? Um and some do and do do well and others just can't. And so, um, he was committed to the relationship and all of that, but just being gone like that was too hard on the, that marriage. And then the third one, um, we kind of laugh. Um, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. But um, <laughs> he said he was thinking with like other body parts and not his head. So, <laughs> um,
1: uh, say no more. Say no more.
2: You know what? Truth <laughs> is truth. Go so, Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, it happened to you at some point in your life. Don't act like it didn't. Uh, Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, I can understand. Um, I'm trying to make up something real fast so David doesn't go down this path. I don't think you want to go down that path. uh, Yeah, I've got some (laughs) questions. I really do have some questions. With your stepkids, what were some of the struggles that you had? And I know we're completely jumping subjects, but that's a good thing.
0: That's a good thing. Um, The first thing that really struck me was lack of boundaries. Um, that was the first thing I had to do. Of course, my situation was different when you have a 20 year old with a kid, one um, on the way. And it's like, she shouldn't have ever been part. I didn't feel at that time, she should have ever been a part of our blending process. Yes, she was Dan's daughter, but she should have been on her own. I mean, she was going to college. She had already been married. You know, it's like, Hey, you made some decisions, work it out. There, girlfriend. So um, that was, uh, yeah, very short-sighted on my part. But we uh, were very fortunate to find a house here in Abilene that had four bedrooms and then a two-bedroom guest house in the backyard. And so that was where Dan's daughter was, uh, she was able to be there with her uh, daughter and soon-to-be son. So it was it couldn't have worked out any better um, as far as that goes. But she was also afraid and lonely, and so she would be up at the, we call it the big house, um, <laughs> on the couch in her pajamas, moping all day long, and so that's one of the big things that I went to therapy for, is like, what do I do? This is my home. I can't even function in my own home.
1: Man, if we would have had a little house, I would have put you in that so quick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Again, I'm glad y'all can't see me. Hang on, here it comes. Thud. I always hit David at some point during our calls. So I got that one out of the way.
0: Oh, gosh. But so after the first session with therapy, she was like, you need to set boundaries. And I'm like, well, it's Dan's daughter. She said, you're the woman in that home. And I was like, oh, crap. That's not what I said. But anyway, oh, crap. So, um. That was probably the toughest conversation almost I've ever had to have, and, and I took her to McDonald's so the, you know, uh, her baby could play, and um, I had to sit down and tell her, you know what, I, I want this to work. I'm going to be here. I'm I'm invested in this marriage, um, but <laughs> you you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not like that. I just let her know that she had a home. And she needed to just be in that space, creating the home for her daughter and the baby on the way. And um, she is a wonderful young woman. I mean, phew, degree and just very smart. And actually, she's working on her master's now. And um, she's had two other children. And she's just really incredible. So, but it was hard those first weeks months to have to go in and say, "Yeah, I know that I'm your new stepmom and this is a brand new place, but I'm going to tell you that, you know, this is how it's going to be." So, I'm sure that didn't go over well with her, but for my own sanity, I had to create those boundaries. So, so that was one of the toughest things.
1: She was 20, is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay because i mean it does make a huge difference the what age they are when you when you come into that type of relationship because i'm sure if she was you know 15 16 years old that probably would have blew up in your face oh
0: <laughs> um, yeah you can't send a teenager out to live in another house so but. <laughs> no, you right do
1: that. <laughs> no so but i could just see there being a lot more pushback uh, you know cuz we when we talk to step parents a lot of time um, Some of them that have, you know, they'll have a five-year-old and they're like, you know, I just want to get rid of him. (laughs) Uh -uh. Or they'll have, you know, they'll come into the relationship and there's a 15-year-old when they come in. And, you know, the 15-year-old is, you know, they act a lot different than a five-year-old, obviously. And so that really, really does dictate how well the blend uh, happens because of that.
2: Mm, Yeah. It's, It's easier to bond the younger they are. Oh, yeah. So let me ask you, when you talked to her, did your husband know you were talking to her? Had you discussed it with him or this is something you just did?
0: I discussed it with him because I felt like with the fan, even though there were no books back then, you know, um, to help you figure stuff out. um, I did know just from gut instinct or I don't know uh, that I did need to talk with Dan first. and. He was an agree, of course, he was in agreement with the therapist to say, I'm the one that has to talk to his daughter because um, <laughs> I love Dan, but he does not like confrontation. Oh my gosh, he no, mm-mm. so I knew that if this was going to be done, I had to do it, I really had to do mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah, but again, um, it's those steps of courage and bravery when. You don't want to, but you know it's healthy and um, you'll know that you'll function better. Yeah, it's like I say, that's, that's how my book started and all of that. It's just because I sought counseling and that was wise counsel. It was good. Um,
1: uh, so tell us about the, you said you wrote a book and the book, was the book more of uh, the things you were journaling and you kind of created the book uh, off of that, is that the Blended Family Mom book?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a devotional book because, like I say, so many times um, as I was going through uh, situations and would write these things down, um, God would just, you know, again, do the light bulb moment. For one, my favorite devotional is on poop <laughs> because uh-huh. <laughs> God, God uses, hey, he uses everything. So um, my stepdaughter had asked for a puppy. And so it's like, well, okay, she's got her little house back there. And as long as you take care of the puppy, you pay for the puppy and um, you pick up the poop, then we won't have a problem. Now, you've got to understand here in Texas, I I live on almost two acres and um, there's weeds and I've got a pool. And so I wanted to have no grass, no weeds in the pool because I'm very low maintenance. So there's pea gravel and concrete almost everywhere that Dan would allow me to put it. So <laughs> when I look out my back window, it's like, oh, there's a pool. There's some shrubs. There's concrete. Yay. Life is good. You know. So mm-hmm. anyway, we allowed her to puppy. And so I uh, open my, my uh, bedroom window and let the sun shine in. And it's just a beautiful day. And I look across the pea gravel and there's poop. There's like three piles of poop. And (laughs) I was so angry. I I was angry that we allowed her to have the dog because I knew she couldn't keep up with it. I was angry at Dan because if I say anything to him, oh, well, she works so hard and she's doing her best, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh. And so, of course, I talked to my girlfriends and said, you'll never believe. I knew she couldn't. So I went through a whole day wallowing in poop. And by the end of the day, It's like God took his hand and raised my chin up to the sky and said, if you would have looked up once today, you would have seen beauty. You would have seen some amazing things, but no, you kept your focus on poop all day long. (laughs) And, And so as I am writing this, it's like, here it comes. Because I chose that time to write about this story. Because you know, my therapist said, "Write when you get really angry." Okay, well, I'm gonna sit down and write. I'm gonna write about this, and then that's when God zapped me, and I was like, "Oh, why is this her fault?" But really, now it's my fault. You know? so that's where the, that's how the book happened. Because every hard situation, um, you know, every all the tears, all the anger, all the frustration. You know, as I wrote about it, it's like God combated all of the negative and said, But what about this? And if you would have done this, this would have been better. So I really learn well by messing up.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> most people do. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. You you would hope but so. <laughs> what about the second book? Um the second book is Blended Mom Moments.
0: Right. Um I started um I started, I really wanted to do a radio segment and even though Dan's uh, parents were in radio and he's got one of those radio announcer voices, um, he was not on board. Yeah, he was just not on board with that and I was like, that's so weird that you don't think that would be a good avenue and so I called the radio station <laughs> and um, <laughs> Cause I wanted I a second opinion do. and they, they, they loved it. And so, um, I started writing about a mm, two to three minute kind on of a thing for that. Well, after, you know, a bunch of them, Dan was like, you know, we, we really got another book here. And I went, nah, no, we don't. And yeah, we did. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, I love being able to give women something short and sweet, and you're going to laugh, but I call it toilet time books or Mm -hmm. devotionals because Mm -hmm. as a stepmom, as a a busy mom, step or not, um, or even, you know, as a dad that has 14 jobs like Dan, sometimes the only minute of peace you have is sitting on a toilet. So (laughs) I wanted something that's not long and drawn (laughs) out. Oh, gosh, I need to stop on my head. But anyway, um, I just wanted
2: something. Hey, if if it was for a man's book, you you would have to make the chapters longer or you should be longer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a 30 minute read versus a two minute read. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, So anyway,
0: that's (laughs) one of the basis, because I know we're all busy, but I want to make sure that women are encouraged and they find that encouragement you know, um, however they can. So I, I, didn't want to draw, you know, write some long drawn out book and that may be in the future. Um, but for right now, no, I think in our fast paced world, we kind of need something quick, you know, it's like, Oh gosh, my stepson did this. Um, I was so angry, but then I turned around and made a plate of Oreo cookies in the shape of a smiley face and it changed his mood and he came and gave me the biggest hug ever. You know, I thought you
2: were going to say I thought you were going to say you made a plate of Oreo cookies with a big smiley face and sat there and ate them in front of him. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) well, that was a thought, too. But I mean, it's it's just writing about moments like that, because how many how many frustrations daily do we have dealing with all the kids? And it's like, who knew that maybe, you know, a little plate of cookies and a smiley face would change a dynamic would change the tone for an evening. You know, were there still struggles the next day? Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, sir. But um, for that moment, it was like a ray of hope. And it's like, okay, okay. Hey, maybe I learned something here. So maybe mm-hmm. I can
2: reach I, this child
0: <laughs> with cards. <laughs> <So.
2: laughs> I remember one time I was making cookies at what, like midnight?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I went and woke all the kids up and I was like, come on. Cookies, yeah, and they asked Dave. They're like, "What is wrong with her?"
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that every so often Lori would do something kind of, you know, just out of the blue, and you know the kids were like, "Wow, what happened?" Because she went from we don't want to be around her to she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest one. We actually were talking about this the other day. One of the things that uh, we found out the kids loved is they they love to eat cereal, but if we take the milk. And we put it in the freezer just long enough to get a little bit of ice in it. Uh-huh. For some reason, they went crazy over that. And so Lori would get up and put the milk in the freezer for just a little bit so that it'd get a little bit of ice in there and then call all the kids to, hey, come on, we got icy milk. And but they'd come they'd jump out of bed and run in there and, <laughs> and eat cereal. And oh man, they just thought she was the best thing ever because she took a little bit extra time to do something like that.
2: These are the same kids that were going to burn me at the steak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they just wanted some steak. We've come a long way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. I love being able to figure out those things, like the you know the the frozen milk and um, yeah. I think it's those times, and like you said, Laura, you got up early to do that. I love it when we can come up with something and we're intentional. It's my stepmom moments were the best. When I had a plan, I came up with an idea and I implemented it. The other times I feel like I was just flying by the seat of my pants and it was like, whatever happened, you know, but the most I felt in control and, um, was when I had craft night or, um, you know, I had everything ready for the kids. I had the paint and this and that, and we did something as a project together, or we built, pieces, you know, together and I had the the little uh the dough and all the toppings that they could ever want. And so mm-hmm. I was able to be my best self when I had a plan. And so I think that, you know, when you know the things that they like and you can kind of be intentional. Um but when I just started went through my day and woke up and say, I don't know, I'm tired. I'm already tired. Um that can really Uh, knock the joy out of you and not any desire to make an attempt to connect with your kids on that day. So, um, it really helped me to step up and go, what could be fun today? What could I do a little that would show them that I care, you know, that I'm trying. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to remember the iced milk. That sounds fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, don't leave it in there too long because then you'll have, uh, Frozen ice jug, <laughs> and that's it. Um, you're right about being intentional. I think that stepmoms that I see in my group, and you have to remember, um, my group is usually the last place people come at the last ditch effort to save their marriage because it's just not one of the top, um, what's the things choices to do is to nacho.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds counterintuitive, so people tend, right. to, tend to not want to give it a chance until it's. The last thing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But you can be intentional and focusing on the bad, or you can be intentional on focusing and creating the good. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Have you ever, have you ever watched that movie fireproof?
0: Oh yeah. We, yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Have you um, ever seen the, the love dear book that came with it?
0: We facilitated that study and yeah, yeah, we've
2: done that. So
0: it's incredible.
2: I think that um, it could be beneficial to have one that is done for stepkids. When, wouldn't that
0: be something, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah. When they're ready, when the stepmom is ready to reengage, you know. With mm-hmm. me, I couldn't come in and do that because they hated me so much that no matter what I did, I could have went and bought them a Lamborghini, and yeah, that that wouldn't have changed anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that just gave me an idea.
1: <laughs> Write it down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> write it down. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, you got to take advantage of the ideas that come like that, because, again, uh, this blended family stuff is just happening all over. I, I mean, yeah, the numbers are increasing tremendously, you know, and so we've got to redirect um, how we're reaching these people because we want them to have a successful Marriage, whatever number it is, and we want their kids to come out knowing, "Hey, we're loved, and it was okay." And mm-hmm. was it optimum? Maybe not, but you know what? My step parents were did the best they could. And if you can come out with something, a situation like that, then I think that's I think that's amazing.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's not the route we take; it's the that we all reach the same destination safely, yeah. unharmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lori and David, I I, I kind of want to jump in here. This thought has been on my mind for a bit. You talk about you know Nacho kids and it's not your kids. Um, I I have embraced that for a long time. Um, I did something with Dan called uh, Once Over the Target, and of course he's Air Force, so you think about flying. But when we had a situation in our family where I felt like his parenting was not optimum. Um, There could have been a better choice or a better disciplinary action or whatever. I would bring that to him in private and say, this is how I see this. This is how I feel would be a productive way to go forward. Um, But you are the bio parent. And so the choice is yours. I think I may have said the blood's on your hands if you decide wrongly. (laughs) But anyway... um, (laughs) When we first married, I I figured I had all the parenting thing down. You know, it's like I didn't come from a failed marriage. You know, I I have successfully raised two children on my own. I know some stuff. And um, so, but nagging Dan certainly wasn't helping our relationship. And so he would tell me, Christy, once over the target. And so um, as you uh, talk about nacho kids, you know, you do have to as a stepmom, you do have to step back because you know what, we can have some influence and some good ideas, but basically that's not our kid. So um, yeah, I'm 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 real pleased with what y'all are doing and what you know what all that is. And I I'm not a part of the academy. I haven't, you know, checked into all of that, but it sounds like you, you're doing what I tried to do after I did it the wrong way. So I commend you guys for that.
1: Lou, we're only doing this because we did it the wrong way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we did it the wrong way, figured out a different way. Yeah, it worked. We shared it with other people, and that's how we are here.
1: Yep. That yeah, was,
2: that's that why good. we exist. <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's important that we share our successes and that's exactly what I think we're all trying to do.
2: So Yeah. Yeah, and you know, in the Facebook groups especially, we've talked about this before. There's good with Facebook groups, there's bad with Facebook groups. And one of the things that I really hate seeing is when people will give other stepmoms the advice of just leave. And David and I, when we decided to You know, not get divorced and let me try what is now the Nacho Kid's method. um, We decided we were all in. We had to be all in, or there was no point in trying.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter has a saying, and it's probably not just her saying, but she says, "Be where you are." And I love that because, in other words, engage and commit to where you're at. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: So many times. like I say, things go wrong. We, in the first part of our marriage, oh, we had some ugliness going on. And I remember crying in the bathroom floor thinking, God, why, why? But I never thought of, you know, what I'm packing my suitcase and I'm taking my kids and we're going. I, I never thought that. I don't know why. Um, Maybe how I was raised or whatever, but it's like, no, it's going to be hard and it's going to be ugly. And there will probably be blood and tears at some point, <laughs> but you don't leave. You wait. You waited out. And so I am thankful for whatever uh, God-given or my parents implanted in me or whatever. That's been a huge blessing because you know what? It's incredible how when you as a couple walk through the fire and on the other side, you may have, you know, the burn marks and some singed hair, but I can imagine you looking at each other and giving each other a high five going, Holy crap, we made it.
2: Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of did that. Yeah. Yeah. Had a celebration. And so we tell, we tell people all the time that every day you survive the blend is a day to celebrate.
0: Yes. But I am so sad that so many people don't know how to stay because they've never, and because they don't stay, they never experience that, oh, that elation, that, oh my gosh, the celebration that we actually did that. I can't believe we did that. How did we do that? I mean, you know, the amazement and then uh, all the good stuff that comes from that, so the three hardest things that Dan and I walked through are the very three things that we thank God for because it created this family. So, I mean, you got to look at it that way.
1: You do. You yeah. definitely do. Now, one thing that I like to do is allow people that are listening to understand that they're not alone. And since you have a unique perspective from doing coaching, what is something that you see uh, as being one of the most common things that people are coming to you about that they're struggling with?
0: Oh, goodness.
1: Hard to narrow it down to just one, isn't it? <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet.
0: Yeah. Sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really have a lot of women struggle with the ex-wife and, not understanding, they want their husband to be able to just um, tune her out and to um, not jump, you know, you know, when she calls, but there's a a different dynamic going on. Um, I'm thinking in a man's mind of, oh my gosh, the ex-wife, I know she can be a monster. So I, I might as well put that fire out first. And of course, the current wife is like, oh my gosh, you know, why do you, why do you rescue her every time or come to her aid, but not mine? And so I think a lot of times that that's a a huge uh, situation where the wife needs to, again, you know what, I hate having to step back all the time. But until you step back, you can't take, you know, the next two or three steps forward. You've got to come back at some point in time. And so, If I could just share with with stepmoms that, you know what, it's okay. It's really not a rivalry or a competition. You've already won. You know, the past relationship is done. and But what you can do is decide to stand by your man. And if he makes some good decisions, then you cheer him on. And if he makes some bad decisions, then you still stand by him. Because at some point in time, as he deals with this ex-wife, as he deals with his kids and the dynamic of who's got what kid when, if we stay quiet and just supportive, it gives a man an an opportunity to actually develop strength. And you know what? When we have a man that we know that is strong and is going to make good decisions, we back him up every time. I mean, we're proud of them. And when our men hear that we're proud of them, they're doing good. We love how hard they're they're working. Oh man, it puffs up their chest. And they're like, you know what? I can run that mile and I'll run a whole nother mile just for you. But <laughs> I think, I think in these blended family situations, the ex-wife sucks the life out of it. And then the current wife is like, you never do this for me. And like I say, there's so much nagging on both sides and then we disengage.
2: Well, and two, you have to remember the guilty parent syndrome. A lot of people don't understand it if they don't have kids of their own that do not have to go to another bio parent's house. Even though I had my kid the majority of the time, we had, well, let me back up. We had David's kids like 11 out of 14 days or something like that in the beginning. And then like around year two, it switched to 50-50 because she changed her job hours mm-hmm. and her availability. But we've always had my son all the time, except for every other weekend and a few weeks at holidays or Christmas. Holidays yeah. or Christmas. Holidays <laughs> um, or summer. Mm-hmm. And I still have guilty parent syndrome, even though I have him ninety 92, 94% of the time.
0: Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we, we have to remember, too, that everybody's struggling in this and they don't nobody knows what to do any better than the other person. And we have to work together and be conscious that we're not the only ones in this.
0: Right. Right. And Dan struggles with the guilty parent thing as well. His dynamic was different. It was because he had messed up. He felt like he had messed up so many times before. And so he wanted to make sure that he was everything to his kids. And um Again, I am thankful that God gave me a little inkling that, you know what? This is what's going on. It's okay. Because I was at a yeah. place where, hey, uh, man and wife, you prioritize each other in marriage and um, and he couldn't do that. And if I would have pushed him, he would have chose his kids and left. I could have definitely done that. But again... Patience is not our virtue, but it can really uh, play out well for us if we will be patient and allow time and less life lessons to do a work in all of us. I mean, we're, like I say, we're all examples of life lessons. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Very much so. All right, Christy. Um, Before we wrap things up here, we do want to give you an opportunity uh, from your vast knowledge to give uh the listeners some advice on dealing with their problems. What's what's one piece of advice that you would give the listeners to make their blend better?
0: To make their blend better. Um I think we've danced all around this uh this last hour or so, but I think it's still being able to um not come in as so self righteous. Um and to, again, step back, be able to uh, talk with your, your spouse in private about decisions that you want to make about discipline, vacations, um, date night, and work towards making that happen together. The more things you can agree on and be on board with, go with it. Just go with it. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of statistic here because I, I, it was very eye-opening to me. Uh, John Gottman is the world's renowned uh, relationship expert, him and his wife, over you know, a billion years of information and knowledge and research. Um, but he has come up with this, that 69% of problems that keep happening over and over again are unsolvable. Um, you know what you're, if you've got a, a husband that leaves the toilet seat up, you know what, you're really probably not ever going to change that. There's, it's just going to be who he is, how he is for me. Um, I'm going to, I'm OCD. So I'm going to put a candle on a table and not just haphazardly set it there. It's going to be perfect for, my, you know, so many inches away from every corner. If Dan comes in and moves it, I'm going to hurt him. So, (laughs) so, and that's something Dan will not be able to change about me. There's 69% of daily life and struggles and opinions that we don't see eye to eye on. And so what I encourage people to do is that 31%, 31% of the pie you can find common ground on. You can find things you agree on. You have to brainstorm. Um, and my dad always said there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I know that sounds really weird. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, in other words, we don't have, uh, yeah, just because it's my opinion doesn't mean it's the only way. And it's right. It means, you know what, if we're going to have a good marriage, a good relationship, we're going to have to keep talking about this, reworking it, fine tuning it. So that we can come to a place where, hey, this is good for both of us. This is a good fit for both of us. So, um, but that's kind of what I would, I think I would tell people to look for that 31%. Where can you live in that 31%? Um, the follow-up to that is sometimes you've just got to look for good enough. A lot of times we want a fabulous marriage, fabulous family, but sometimes you've just got to look for Okay, the kids didn't eat the meal I cooked, but they had a cracker. You know what? That's good enough. It's good enough. You know, um, So I think that's where that would be really beneficial for a
2: lot of us. I do want to ask you one more question before we get off here. When Dan told you once over the target, did you get offended or you just was like, okay, he's got a point. I need to let him be the parent. How did you react to that? Because I know a lot of times it hurts the step-parents' feelings when they're told, look, I've got this. I don't need you to intervene.
0: Yeah. And, well, because I'm sure at first, I mean, I've, I've heard him tell me that a lot, so I obviously had, hadn't done it a lot in the beginning.
2: <laughs> oh, well, this um, wasn't the first and only time?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. There was numerous times he had to remind me of that little saying, but... Uh, It was, it really kind of struck me after a bit of, okay, you know, and and as long as I know Dan was listening to me, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Now, if he was working on a car or he was typing on a laptop and I said, Hey honey, um, you know, the beans are burning. He'd be like, okay, yeah, I got it. Uh, Well, of course he didn't. He didn't hear, he Mm -hmm. didn't, he wasn't listening. He may have heard noise, but I think when when, uh, Dan was saying once over the target, it's like, make sure I'm attentive to you. I'm attending you. I'm listening to you. We have eye focus connection. And so then I was able to say, okay, um, this is how I feel. This is how I see it. And this is my perspective on it. And so here, do with it as you, as you think best. Now, when I knew he had really truly heard and listened to me, then it was like, you know what? I don't need to repeat myself. He will right. take this information and he will do as he sees he sees fit. So um, the cool thing through the years we've been together is now when I come to him with an idea or a feeling or an I wish statement, he is very eager to listen to me. And he'll even reflect it back to me He'll because we do this whole, you know, what I heard you say, say was um, because we're marriage coaches and that's what we do. Um, but it it's just a wonderful thing to know that now he trusts that I'm coming for the good of our marriage or the good of our family. I'm not just browbeating, beating him like, well, here's something else you're doing wrong with your kids. Cause I mm-hmm. think at first that's what it felt like to him. It's like, well, Christy's perfect. She's, you know, she mm-hmm. doesn't have three divorces under her belt, so she must be a saint, you know? And it's All like, right. yeah. So there had to be some learning on my part to say, you know what? Yeah, I don't know it all. I do see it this way. I will share it with him. But then that's it. He's grown. <laughs> um, he's a grown ass man. Did I? And sorry, you can delete that word if you want. But
2: No, <laughs> oh, we're good. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I really want to tell people when they say, I don't like the way that the ex or my husband's ex talks to him okay, <laughs> well, let Billy, you know, man up for himself there. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, oftentimes you know, the man can't man up because the woman won't shut up.
2: Oh, <laughs> no.
0: And, and because, oh, that's, that's some truth there.
2: That is. Some it truth. is. Yeah. We, we tell people all the time, a lot of the problems that people have with not showing is because they won't leave the problem long enough for the man to see it. With me, with for instance, if my stepkids do something wrong, I'm going to see it within four seconds. It may take him a minute and a half, right? But if I jump in, the target is shifted from what the kids are doing wrong to Lori's complaining about the kids. And if Lori's not complaining about the kids, then guess what? Nobody can complain about Lori.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, life lessons are just the greatest teacher because I would, there were numerous times I would share things with Dan. And then he wouldn't accept my influence or, you know, take my advice. And then later on, he would come to me, he said, I should have listened to you. And I, I, I was, I tried my best to not ever say, well, I told you that this was going to happen, <laughs> you know, because we want yeah. to, because, oh my gosh, is there anything better than being right? You
2: know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Lord, please don't get David on the David <clears throat> is right or being right subject. Uh,
0: well, now, David, my husband says you can either be right or you can be happily married,
2: so uh,
1: <laughs> I, I have found a way to do both.):
2: <laughs> For those of you interested, David is starting his own podcast called "I Love David." starring David.)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> uh, she's my biggest fan. I am. I, He's really I
2: awesome, do. like. 69% of the time, 75%. Of the time. Well,
0: 31% of the time he's he's awesome, right? The other sixty-nine you just put up with because the thirty-one percent is so good.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you is go. I got him
1: confused. <laughs> no, you I, had it right. I don't know how I had to let that happen. Yeah, you, you had it right the first time.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. Not really. Yeah, oh, but what? you know, back to the point of the the men, you have to give them sometimes you have to give them an the opportunity to learn how to respond to the ex and how to respond to the kids and all that. And so as Lori was saying, the quicker you jump in and try to take over and make decisions for him, uh, you're not allowing him the opportunity to figure those things out for himself. And then, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I'd rather somebody make the wrong decision than not make any decision because they yeah. can't learn if they're not doing. Uh, so, you know, just give, give people time and you might not like the decision, that they may, because many times Lori didn't like how I decided to handle my ex or the kids, and
2: I, I wanted him to ream her over to Coles.
1: And you know, she didn't ha- yeah, yeah, she didn't have to like it. She just had to um, understand it was my choice to deal with her a certain way. I knew her a whole lot better than she did, um, mm-hmm. and I knew that I knew when I could stand my ground, and it made sense. And then when I could just say, you know what, my response is just going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and it's so yeah. funny because um, I'm pretty outspoken. So me keeping my mouth shut was very hard when I started not showing. But one of the best things that I've learned with the not showing is I don't have to respond to everything. I don't have to give my input to everything. I can just right. sit back and watch.
0: Exactly. That's what I've uh, tried to tell so many stepmoms. It's like, this is not your problem. Yes, it's your husband and you're real you're concerned and you're supportive, but he's the one that's got to do the stuff, make the decisions, deal with the ex, deal with the disciplinary stuff. We just get to look pretty and stand by our man, you know? So
2: <laughs> David's but, gonna be yeah. singing that song all night, just so you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I almost sang it as I said it. I was like, "Stand by your
2: man." Sorry, sing it, girl, sing it.
1: <laughs> She's from Texas. She can sing. Yeah, you can sing. you from, from Texas. Texas.
2: And, and
0: some days I have the big hair to go with it.
1: So yeah. All right, Christy. As we wrap it up, tell everybody how they can find you online and uh, take advantage of your your coaching and your courses and all these things you got going on.
0: Okay. If you're on Facebook, you can go to the, the Blended Family Mom. And if you're on Instagram, you can go to The Blended Family Mom. And if you're wanting to go to a website, you can go to the blended family mom. <laughs> Um If you're interested in checking out the Stepmom Survival Camp, it is $75 and it starts September 23rd. Um, it's a online private group. And you know what? It may take only... 30 minutes uh, a day. It's not going to be very time consuming, but it will be encouraging. Um, And so I also do coaching and you can reach out to me through the blended com to message me. And uh, if you're looking at something like that, I, um, I love to coach women just to have the time to connect and to work through some issues, but I'm here to listen and, uh, together I'll walk with you and together we'll, uh, see what we can do to make things better for your life and in your family. So that's, that's me.
2: <laughs> Is the six week thing through Facebook?
0: Yes. it's Yeah. It'll be a private closed Facebook group, kind of like you do your nacho kids, the closed group. Um, And there's only so many uh, women that I will, uh, you know, that will be able to register for this because I do not want large groups. I feel like groups of 20 women are enough because I want women to get to know the other women in the group. Um, I'm still connected to uh, the women's group I did through um, Marriage 365 years ago. And so it's not like it's over. The Facebook page is still up and it's still private. But uh, it's a great way to keep, you know, the conversation going, even after the, the, uh, the six week course is, is done.
2: So. Right. Because people bond during that time.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So and I love the camaraderie of the women because, you know, um, with your stuff, some woman will say, oh, I'm so sad. I'm hurting today. Someone said something ugly to me or this or that. And it's so funny to watch so many women. They can hardly type fast enough to say, oh, we're praying for you, girl. We're here. What happened? You know, so, yeah, Um, our bond is pretty cool.
2: Yes, very much so. Well, it was great having you as a guest and we hope to speak with you again in the future.
0: I would love it. And I look forward to learning more about the Academy because, you know what? Knowledge is power. And I'm going to be sharing that with the women that I work with as well. So
1: awesome. That's great. Uh Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Christy. We'll talk to you again soon.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
1: All thank right. you. That was an awesome interview. And it makes me want to sing a song.
2: Sing it for us, David.
1: Sing it. I won't sing it, but it does remind me of the Stand By Your Man song. It was kind of funny, though, when she did it.
2: <laughs> Who sings that? Do you know?
1: Mm, I don't know. Patsy Klein? I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, maybe. Pardon? Maybe. I don't know.
2: Crystal Gale. That's what I'm going with. Now i got to Google it. Well, hurry up. See how fast our internet connection is, so we don't have to edit this part out. Internet
1: connection is faster than I am. See, the listeners already know what it is. Tammy Wynette.
2: Tammy Wynette. My daddy went to see Tammy Wynette and like George Strait or something one time. They used to sing together. We ain't got time to Google all that. Anyway, (laughs) I think that we had a good conversation.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, poor Dan.
2: (sighs) Let's not poor Dan. Dan's busy working. (laughs) If you're working and listening to this, Dan, whoo, go Dan. I know.
1: Yeah. Dan the man. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, she's going through the list of all that he does. And I'm like, God, ah, that's crazy. Yeah. But I have the same disease, so I don't have anything.
2: To- it sounded like you and Dan have a lot in common, actually. Yeah, we actually. do have a
1: lot in common. So I hope someday to be able to talk to Dan or even meet him in person.
2: Well, I hope to meet him in person. Yeah. We go have some nachos together.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. But, uh. But yeah, I like I like Christie's uh, her mission and what she's got going on, and uh, I think she's going to do great with it.
2: I find it interesting that she said that her counselor that she had went to when she was struggling
1: mm-hmm. is
2: the one that started her on her journey to the blended family mom. Yep. Same thing with us, right? But her counselor was telling her, "Journal this stuff, talk to your husband about it," mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that's what started it. And with us,
1: it was just they are not your kids. Yeah. Well, we did get started with, it was kind of journaling, right? Because I created that website for you to kind of journal.
2: Right. But that wasn't by his suggestion. No, that was my suggestion. His suggestion just was, they are not your kids.
1: Right. No, I suggested everything else you really didn't need him. I was telling you everything to do and telling you what to do properly. Can I find a button that makes a sound for an eye roll like a squish? You just squish. wasn't listening to me. So I had to take it to somebody else. I'm not going to listen to you. Tell you the same thing I told you. You didn't tell me that. I did. I told you they're not your kids. I'm That's like, not what you told me. I did. I said, honey, these are my kids in a hush. You did not. Okay. Well, I don't have any proof other than my memories. Your memory is about <laughs> as good as... <laughs>
2: Whatever, because you've slept since then, as um,
1: Christy said. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, great stuff. I look forward to having her back and talking to her about how things are going since uh, the podcast later on.
2: Yeah, I might as well hang around for a while because all these people we're going to have back, we're going to have episodes for the next 25 years.
1: <laughs> wow, it's a long time.
2: Let's see, 25 years, 52 podcast a year. Yeah, some mass genius. Figure that out. Let me know.
1: Some mass genius? <laughs> yeah, it won't be me. Okay, let me think. Oh, no, you can't this. do that. All right, while she's doing that, folks,
2: ten
1: thousand four hundred. I don't know. All right, don't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna
2: do it, y'all. I'm gonna do it. Hang all on. Right.
1: While she's doing that, oh. remember to head over to NachoKids.com/slash/review to get all the information about the contest we're running to get reviews for the podcast, and you could win an opportunity for a free membership to the Nacho Kids Academy. So go check that out.
2: <laughs> and I need to go back to school. <laughs> I'm sure. 52 times 25 is 1,300. I said 10,000 something. 10,400 is what I yeah, said.
1: That's that's why I don't let you have my money.
2: See, this is what the world comes to when you use calculators all the time instead of your brain. I give up. <laughs> all right. Well, she's giving up, folks, so it's time for me to go. <laughs> I'm going to work on my math skills. <laughs> all right. So Until next time. Take it easy and don't be
3: sleazy